0: Nikita said a few times that, no, the fleet will stay. Um, mm. It just needs to be revised, in my opinion. Um, there's a few things that they can do, I think, that would immediately sort of have a positive... In- it wouldn't fix the economy. I, it's like a mammoth task, isn't it? There's so many factors. Um, there's stuff like read-only secure containers and tweaks to the fleet. I like the idea of a civilian flea market. I know there's issues with it, but those two things, it's like we're in... We're in a beta. Nice. Should, we, should we try them? Maybe.
1: Yeah. Just uh, don't, don't set church off about secure containers. We're only we're only three minutes in. You know, uh, <laughs> try and
0: try, and, try and, no. and keep
1: that one keep that one under wraps until you know a bit, bit later on. I'm getting a bit nervous. It's getting hot here, guys. Yeah, can...
2: <laughs> Welcome to Scav Talk. An Escape from Tarkov podcast with a focus on the continued development of the game, patch note analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church, I'm one of your hosts, I do content creation, video editing, and general live streaming and I'm Gbeef a youtuber helping
1: you guys get better at the game and today we are joined by another community member Gazabyte, who is a upcoming content creator who um you know, we've invited on today for our, our guest as our guest guest speaker i suppose you could you could uh, you could call him speaker so, uh, yeah exactly <laughs> i'm sure you've got a lot of things to uh, things to say and to tell us so um so welcome Gazabyte. To, thank you i have got <laughs> a lot of things
0: to speak about yes indeed i uh i think i represent a little bit more of the maybe slight slightly more hardcore side of the thing i'd like to th- see things scaled back so uh but also i i i'm very noob friendly with my beginner guides and stuff on youtube so that's kind of what i do and some, some opinions and stuff like that so hi thanks for having me excellent oh, yeah. no no worries at on. all yeah it's good
1: so um yeah you know we've all been playing the wipe i guess um i guess to begin with i'll just uh Start with, you know, as we usually do, and ask my uh, my good friend Church how how it been going? How's uh how's everything been? How's the last week been for you?
2: Going good, it's going good. Um hatch is pretty good, you know. I hit level twenty tonight. Yeah, well, I think the other night, like two days ago, I was up till about eight AM in the morning, the uh, real gamer hour. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna get level twenty no matter what. <laughs> and uh, I got it. And it's it's um it's interesting it's definitely interesting, for sure. I'm kind of like sad, but it's also kind of nice at the same time because now I get the mutant, I got the slick armor, I got the together helmet. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to be steamrolling through <laughs> customs. You know,
1: it's <laughs> pretty good. So um yeah, so I guess like you you've pushed through to to what level are you now then? Are you over level twenty now? Like level twenty
2: or twenty one? I I haven't had to okay. play since that. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you just like just ticked over. So yeah, I mean, it's been going. It's been going pretty well for me so far. I would say I've enjoyed it a lot. It's been great going back to you know the old school Tarkov without the flea and stuff. I I did like a big push all the way through to where I am now, and I ended up kind of like jumping through a lot of the teens. Got to like level mm-hmm. seventeen, and then um, I ended up being busy with like other stuff and with like I had to do. Well, I wanted to do some video things and and stuff like that. So I actually haven't played for like two days, and so I got stuck with, like three levels to go before the flea, which is um i'm excited about because i'm excited to see see what happens but uh yeah. yeah it's been it's been great i've like played a bit of solo mostly doing questing and um i've actually been playing with people for the first time in a long time i think i mentioned to you this before a couple of guys were getting back into it and stuff and yeah um it's been it's been fun for them as well like because when we used to play uh none of us had any idea this is like years ago and uh i think it's a lot it's a lot better when you've got like one person who's like really knows the game in and out um it really does help a lot so we've you know we've been having a good time it's actually it's Good to see, um and I think the, the lack of fee without people pushing through it kind of makes it a bit fairer for everybody, It kind of levels the playing field a bit so
2: yeah
1: it's been a, it's been good so guys, has it been for you then? I mean, I guess uh yeah, who could tell us how it's been and um and then we can ask you a few questions about yourself, but uh, yeah first of all how's how's the white been so far? what level are you at like where where you're at
0: yeah, I mean it's great so far um i it's one of those things, isn't it it's been great, and it'll probably continue to be great for the next sort of couple of weeks and then the flea market will be available to those you know those of us who who play the game quite actively um and then i think i have a sneaky suspicion it will fall back into old ways um i'm level 12 at the minute i haven't had a great deal amount you know a great deal of time to play but you know i've played enough and i just i just feel like i'm i'm a god amongst men which is not—it's not true. In this, life. I think I've got a survival rate of about forty-five percent at the minute. It's not great, but compared to, I made the mistake at the probably about a month from the end of last wipe resetting my account and going for a more sort of hardcore approach. Uh, I made a video mm-hmm. about it, and then never made another video because I just got busy with other stuff. And then the wipe events came out, and I'm like, I'm like level seven, and it's all gone to pot. Everything's gone crazy, so. Yeah, it's been good to to have everyone else on that sort of same same plane as well.
1: Yeah, that's that's good. It's interesting because I think like quite a few people have kind of gone through that a little bit. I know like Airwing was doing um, was doing you know, a bunch of stuff on hardcore, um, and he was like he went in it like. F- fully like quite a while before the the pre wipe events and all that kind of stuff so that was like a bit better i like tried a couple of like really budgety i only did it for a small amount on stream because it was like really really rough i know that like jesse kazam tried doing like iron sights only challenge and that was also really rough and so like anybody who's trying to like reset towards the end like it's just it is it is really really tough so um i totally (laughs) i totally get that but um cool so yeah before we like delve into any more like actual wipe stuff um I guess, yeah, we want to find out a little bit more about you. I mean, what, what got you into EFT in the first place? I guess is like my, my two questions, like what you got it got into the game, like what kind of stuff did you play before and like how did you actually get here? And then secondly, kind of what made you want to like start becoming, like trying to become a content creator and putting stuff out on YouTube and that kind of thing. I think those are the two the two questions that I have um, to kind of, you know, frame it and introduce you to everybody.
0: Sure. Yeah, so... Um... Uh, I don't know if you guys, there's another podcast, it's quite a big one, Painkiller already, back from the uh, Call of Duty days. I used to play a lot of Call of Duty. Um, and one of the guys on there just, I want to say banging on about it, but every time it came up, I'm like, this game just sounds really interesting to me. It's just like, everything about it sounds like, and, and when someone says to me, don't play this game, it will ruin your life, I'm immediately like, hmm, okay, I'm interested. Um, and, and that, you know, I was like, ah, sure. Me and my, me and my brother picked it up and I I was like, should we just, should we just try this, this, this game, this escape from Tarkov game. And then within a week after buying it and it it was so far, I I went back with him a couple of, a few months back and went, read through our old DMs and I'm like, did you know that the scav runs, you go in with a a random loadout and you get to keep the stuff you come out with. And I'm like, oh, look at me, look at me. (laughs)
2: The sweet so summer was, child. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that was January 2020. So I'm 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 not from a time before the flea market. Uh, I, th- I when did the flea market release? It, about summer 2019 was it, or possibly a bit? I earlier? I think it
2: was 2018.
0: It's, yeah, was I think it? it was a little
1: earlier because I think I started in when did I say how I started? I can't remember now. I think it was like May 2019 or something. Um, and I the oh, okay. flea was already there when I started as well right okay um, so it's been it's been it's been in for a while but uh yeah, the, yeah and the game's
0: the game has evolved a lot with the flea as well i think a lot of the systems in the mm. game i i can understand the resistance or i mean nikita said a few times that no the flea will stay um mm. it just needs to be revised in my opinion and um, there's a few things that they can do i think that would immediately sort of have a positive it wouldn't fix the economy i it's like a mammoth task, isn't it? There's so many factors. Um, there's stuff like read-only secure containers and tweaks to the flea. I like the idea of a civilian flea market. I know there's issues with it, but those two things, it's like we're in we're in a beta. Let's should we, should we try them? maybe
1: yeah just uh don't, don't set church off about secure containers we're only we're only three minutes in you know it's try and try and keep that on keep that one under wraps until you know a bit, bit later on you know, i'm getting a bit nervous it's getting hot in here guys yeah, <laughs> <know>.
0: <laughs> love it love it okay um, so
1: um yeah so what made you want to um actually start putting out youtube because you say you don't um you don't stream but you you do have a youtube channel and um, sure, you know you've yeah. been putting out guide content that kind of stuff and uh you know watch some of your stuff and you know it's uh it's good stuff so i'm um, you know it's just interested Thank to you. see like it's always interesting to figure out like or understand like why somebody decides to start because it's such a crazy journey
0: yeah it is yeah so i started doing youtube back in i don't know when it was maybe eight years ago um wow. and one of those yeah it So I had one channel, I uh, I used to play a lot of Minecraft, and I still do play quite a bit. I know you've talked about your obsession with uh, Minecraft beef. Um, I'm in the same boat. I I think it's a great game. I think it's probably the best game ever, to be honest. Um, It's just infinitely sort of replayable. You can do whatever you want in it. There's something for everyone in it. Um, And I had a channel that got up to maybe a thousand subscribers. And then for some unknown reason, I decided nah, get rid of that one. <laughs> Why? Then bear in mind, that was eight years ago. And yeah, I often yeah. think, mate, it's one of my regrets. I'm like, imagine mm. if I'd have just kept that. Even if I'd pivoted, I, I could still True. have had, you know, a-, a-, a channel doing, you know, with, with the- you know, just for the natural growth. I mean, over the past few months, I've seen a lot of growth on my channel, even when I haven't necessarily been posting. You know, I'll come back in and I'm like, oh, you know, There's a few notifications today. Haven't posted anything for three weeks, um. So yeah, then a couple of other channels. Um, the name Gazabyte was I ran a website briefly, um, Gazabyte dot and it was tech and gaming, oh, cool. and there was a YouTube That's channel cool. along with it. And I decided that uh, as much as I loved like the writing, it was just consuming my time. I, I, it's all I did. My girlfriend yeah. wasn't happy, <laughs> so <laughs> I sort of pivoted into YouTube. So I'm like, "Well, I've done YouTube before. You know, I've had a couple of different channels. I know the basic editing process. So let's try, you know, let's try this." So I was doing some do some tech stuff on there, and Destiny uh, has been the greatest time sink of my life. Uh-huh. Um, I've played it since since before launch, since the beta of that, and it's just yeah, so I was like, right, Beyond Light—the new expansion came out. Let's do it. Let's just start a YouTube channel, and I did it. And I'm like, man, I'm I'm really not really not into this. Let's get back into Tarkov, and <laughs> I'd taken a, a break, a few months break from it. And I was like, you know, I, I think Escape from Tarkov is infinitely more. It's it's kind of more niche, but it's a game that like I love so much that, I, and I think I had a lot to sort of even as a player who's not, like, super Chad, I can I can definitely give the, like, the basic tips to help people get, you know, just see those little small percentage increases in their survival rate and that stuff like that. Um, so I started the channel in... Well, I mean, I started the channel about this time last year, but I started doing Tarkov content in... Halfway through January, I think? Okay. So about All right, six, cool. Six yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah, it's funny, like... Tarkov's such a such a great game, I feel, for content creation in so many ways, right? Like, it's really, really tough. It's got an insane learning curve. So people are always looking for stuff um, yeah. and, you know, tips and, like, ways to get better and that kind of thing. People like the game, but they don't always want to play it. So that's what makes it quite good mm-hmm. for streaming, too, because, like, people will come and sure. watch it because they enjoy the game. But they don't, like, actually, the active playing of Tarkov is pretty stressful, right? And so yeah. to be able to then watch somebody else, you can still enjoy and, you know, appreciate the game for what it is. Um, without having to you know have every muscle in your body clenched for like three hours straight um and you experience is,
0: uh, the moments with them as well when they when they kill yeah. that four-man squad you're like oh wow you know it's you kind of experience the moments with them exactly someone to hang out with yeah it's, it's great you just, exactly I think,
1: yeah i think like it's also quite it's also good it's, especially youtube is, is really decent for kind of like um yeah as you said players who aren't you know shift w chads you know headshotting everybody like call of duty or pubg pros as well because um i've actually had some people like mention on my my channel as well that you know sometimes i can be a bit more relatable than people who've got like you know super aim and all this kind of stuff because they can pull off things that their skill allows them to whereas like i can't do that so i have to you know i have to be like either efficient with my kits or like use the right stuff or like pick my pick my spot and that kind of thing so it's like absolutely Mm-hmm. um it's a bit more kind of uh, realistic i think for, for a lot of people so you know it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, there's definitely there's definitely that <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely have to be careful with that for sure for sure all right cool well that's awesome and um, yeah thanks for coming on the show so in terms of what has been going on i mean i don't know church if there's anything you wanted to talk about in particular but i i think like i've been kind of keeping an eye out on what's been going on in the community and seeing like the, the biggest topics okay. um and i think durability of weapons and jams has probably been the one that's kind of been like all it's actually like cooled down a, a little over the past couple of days but it's like the thing that i really wanted to speak about to begin with because it's like the one of the biggest topics of people are complaining about about people getting jams on like f- you know full durability m4s and mp5s and all this kind of stuff so like I guess I just throw it out there. Like, what what's your experience so far with durability? Um, I guess this from uh, the, the church to begin with, and um, like, how, how do you feel about it? What do you think should be changed, and or do you think it's fine as it is?
2: I mean, last time we spoke, I said I didn't have a jam, and then since I've been playing a lot more, I've had like maybe three or four jams. And the first one I got, there was a guy uh, moving about and making a bunch of noises. So I lined up the shot. And I shot him in the head and, ping, you know, he, he died. But then immediately my gun jammed. And there were still more noises. It was probably like a three-man in custom. So I just, like, had to run. I was like, I don't know what to do. I just reloaded and run. And apparently you can just reload and it will also there to jam on most guns, I think I nice. saw. But um, And then the other time that it happened, it was really frustrating because I went to, you know, line up the shot. And I shot and my first bullet miss and the rest of my you know, my gun jammed. So I, my only option is to run, you know, you really can't do anything uh, per se. And it's frustrating because I don't, I feel like I don't have any control over it. And it's like my guns, the only guns I use, I don't use scav guns. I use brand new guns, like from, yeah. from traders. So I just like, I'm not, I would love to see the code and like the percentages um because i I almost feel like a hundred percent durability gun just shouldn't jam, and then maybe when it's at ninety percent, maybe it's like a point zero 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 one, and then it starts scaling more and more and aggressively as it goes down the scale. if you know what I mean, like it's more of a curve because it it's just like it's it's just like part of me is like, okay, this makes sense for Tarkov and like Key's vision like sometimes no matter what. You just lose. Like, I think Nikita said that, you know, this is like yeah. real war. It's like, you know, just, you just, people just die. You know what I mean? It's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. But he wants to sort of like emulate that experience. Uh, but like the gamer, <laughs> the gamer within me is just like, what? You know, this is just like, I, I can't, I'm just at the mercy of RNG, basically. And it's like, and from what I've, from like those experiences, it, it's like, it's bad RNG because it's it seems like it's 0.1% or maybe it's like 0.5% at like 100 durability. Like, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't feel good. It really does not feel good. Because now it's like, what's the point in even using a high durability gun if it's going to jam on the first shot? You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. what? That, that just feels really awful. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, okay. So I said before, right? I haven't had any jams. I have
1: had one single jam so far. Mm-hmm. And that was, um, and I'm not mag dumping on full auto, right? Like I don't have the weapons for it and I tend to use the bigger calibers anyway. And so it makes me more sort of semi-auto focused, even with things like the AKM. But I've had one jam and that was on a scav run and that was with a shotgun. It was the only jam I've had. And a guy came around, it was a PMC, came around the corner, I knew was a PMC and it went click and then I died. And that was basically it. So it's the only jam that I've had, which is weird because I have seen lots of people complaining about it. And I think last time when I looked at shot guys like i said i'm not fight i'm doing i i'm doing a lot of questing honestly i'm not doing that much fighting i really i have to say and um i think i'd fired last time i looked was like 500 rounds or something and then i played like a whole bunch of stuff after that so i probably fired like a thousand rounds or something by now and had like this one shell jam this one time but either either way right seeing what people have said in the community about you know the durability of guns and the jam frequency i'm a hundred percent in agreement with you that Pretty much everything above like ninety-five, ninety, ninety five percent shouldn't jam at all. Like I don't you know, whether that's realistic or not, like I don't really right, care. Right. But it's stupid because <laughs> as you say, right, there's um yeah, there's lots of stuff that we talk about. There's like realism, and then there's the game, and you know, you don't—it doesn't have to be realistic necessarily for it to be immersive, right? This is the the, the conversation that people are always having. Yeah, exactly. It's a balance between realism and and immersion, and it's like an immersive experience is more important than a realistic experience because a realistic experience means you'd have to buy another copy of the game if you died, right? Which is obviously <laughs> obviously stupid, right? right. Um, And so what I like is choices. I'm always talking about choices, right? And video games are great when you have choices. And so you have the choice to go in with a scav gun that you don't repair. It's very, very cheap. And, um, you know, it's... it's there's all you know all sorts of problems with it, and you run the risk of jamming. Versus buying an expensive gun from the traders and um, and having it, you know, not jam. Or you know, if you're then going to use it a lot and not replace it, it's like, well, how long do I keep it before I go and replace it with a hundred percent one? And really, like that, sh- you should be able to know that if you replace your gun like every raid, for example, then you're never going to get a jam. I think that should exactly. be that should be a thing, right? And it's like that would be really expensive to do. Yes but you can make that choice if you want. Whereas now it's right. like you make that choice and then it jams anyway and you think, well, that could just it that just kind matter. of suck. Yeah, and it's like, even if it's like a you know, small probability, sometimes it's the important the important one. As you say, right, if you fire exactly. one shot and then you jam, like that's the absolute worst. Like if you jam on the very first shot, then sometimes they don't even know that you tried to fire at them, right? Whereas like the sure. second shot is like, oh God. So see, um, that's,
2: yeah. that's the thing. I just want to comment quickly. You mentioned about you don't full auto a lot both of my like detrimental jams was after i fired a single bullet it jammed so i don't even know if like and i did some testing in a video where i took a pp19 and a silencer just cuz it increased the durability burn and i shot like i went offline and i shot like you know eight or so mags and i didn't get a jam and it only burned like 4% durability or something like it just mm-hmm. so it's like I don't know. Just, yeah, like you said. How long it, are I, they
0: expecting us to keep these guns? If that only, jam, that's the if other only thing too. 4%. Uh, guns are lost, you know, every other raid. I feel like you, there's got to be a little bit more. There, there's something. Then it, obviously, this is all going to be tweaked, isn't it? I, I think the, sure. the idea of the top 5%, you should never get a jam, is good. And I think it also is a money sink because these players are always going to make sure that they're constantly buying the new weapons to make sure they eliminate that fractional probability that it jams. So it turns into a money thing. You know, it helps the economy because they're always buying a new gun and that money is whether it goes traders or flea market and a bit of it goes for tax, you know, that sort of thing. It it kind of constant, that constant cycling will help. Um, Yeah. It's funny you say about, the either the, the the second bullet jamming. That's my exact experience. I had a jam on like raid number seven or something I did. And it was a PP nineteen, brand new, fresh one, fired a shot, and or maybe maybe it wasn't the second bullet. It was definitely the second like burst, but it was a short first burst, maybe two or three bullets. Yeah, yeah. And then I aim at him, gun jams. I remember that gun jamming was a mechanic yeah. added in the patch, and then I'm like Oh, I didn't look at the keybind. Fortunately, it does prompt you left shift and T, which is... Uh, I, what does that do normally? It checks the chamber, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
0: I never check the chamber, so it's never been a, yeah. a, a button combination I've used. So it was a bit like, yeah. oh, ah, oh ah, and I'm just sat there. <laughs> but other than that, it's not happened to me at all. Um And I have used some slightly lower durability weapons. I love the AK, you know, the the actual full AK-74, 74M, so if, if I've got a scav that has it, I'm like, I'll take that risk of uh, of a misfire just because I love the platform, so mm-hmm. and I haven't really seen any issues with, and that goes to my scav runs as well, um, you know, but again, I don't really mag dump, um, I've learnt to do it more because it's, you know, it, it can be the, the best way to win a fight, unfortunately, um, even at medium range, Uh, but yeah I I don't really have I think there's a lot of vocal minority on this one where people get it and they complain and then for every person that gets it there's a thousand people that haven't had a jam yet who just they're not going to go oh yeah I haven't had a jam I think it's just a lot of people going oh yeah I had a jam that one time
1: yeah I think that's right like there's a there's a huge amount of um kind of selection bias there right the people complaining about it when they see it and everyone else just kind of Playing the game as normal and not thinking about it because you know it's uh, not yeah you know, as you say right you kind of forget like I forget that it's even a mechanic honestly at the moment because yeah. I've only ever had that one jam as a scav and, and that was it so it's um i mean, it's going to be a nasty shock when I get into a proper fight and I'm I'm using one but yeah as I said like I'm I'm not I'm just not firing a great deal like there tends to be a lot of my early wipe gameplay and that's also why in some ways I'm like. I was was saying just beforehand that, you know, I haven't, I basically haven't streamed this new wipe at all. And so tomorrow is going to be like my first stream on the new wipe. And it feels kind of weird. Like I've been away for, you know, for ages. Um, But at the same time, I also kind of don't feel bad about it because like going from level 17 to 20 is actually probably going to be more interesting than watching me get to level 17 in the first place where I just do quest after quest after quest after quest after quest and then play Scab and do jacket run after jacket run after jacket run after jacket (laughs) run. So, you know, in in some ways, in some ways that's going to be, I think it's going to be better. But um
0: sure I'm running into getting background footage for YouTube videos it's like no one wants to watch me run and loot a few jackets, grab a quest item and get out. Uh, exactly. There's no action here. There's nothing that like <laughs> pleasing to the eye. And exactly. I, I'm not too bothered about like how great the gameplay looks, but at least, you know, if, if I don't kill any PMCs, I at least want to kill four or five scavs and maybe have a bit of a bit of a shootout, one of them lobs a grenade, you know, some action of some sort. Um, which is why the, the video I did on lock picking, I'm like i recorded that one i mean it was it was a good moment anyway i killed two pmcs and one of them was just like i turned and just point fired and (laughs) he just dropped and i'm like what what but that was the one with the with the misfire in it and i was like i'll put it in there it's a new mechanic exactly exactly have have either of you guys
1: used the scav guns? In any, um, in any serious way with the PSO, for example. That's something that I was doing. Oh, and my God. And it is really bad. Like, this is the next yes. stage of the durability that I want to talk about, which is about oh, the, accuracy the accuracy debuffs. Some people yes. were talking to me about it, right, on um, on, on one of the, the videos that I made. And I was like, yeah, I haven't really noticed. You know, It's I don't know. And then I ended up, like, running an AK-74M that was, like, proper scuffed. And I was like, okay, it's fine. I'll put stuck a PSO on it and, uh, and a suppressor. Oh my goodness, I could not hear anything. It was insane. I've like, really not really inaccurate. noticed because I've only been using red dots. But like, yeah, the, the inaccuracy is crazy. I was like trying to shoot at scavs at kind of I think it must have been probably a hundred meters, I would say. And it's just it's a nightmare. You're just like guessing. There's just a circle and the bullet might go in there somewhere, and they're like hiding behind yeah. a barricade, and you're just like, just I'm just gonna keep really pressing bad. the button until this guy dies. Yeah. It's like it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane.
0: It doesn't seem I, in line with with what. A gun, sort of gun durability, should be either. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm not a gun person's per se, but from from everything I've seen, it's like accuracy isn't that sort of thrown off when you know the barrel's worn, or it, it is more about the potential misfires, backfiring, and that sort of thing, not loading rounds properly. That kind of, I don't know if accuracy is as. Sort of realistic, and whether yeah. you know it's a gameism. I mean, I'm not an I'm not an expert either, but I, you know,
1: this kind of like I guess this kind of leads into what is my point around durability is that I don't think they should have put it in the way it's been implemented because it's kind of like it's quite un BSG like I think of the way that they've done it because I would it would be okay if each part had durability and we've actually spoken before on on this podcast about having durability on every piece and. I think that would just be better. It wouldn't actually even need to be on every part, but if it, you know if you had durability on suppressors, for example, like suppressors and compensators, barrels, um, and you could have it on lowers still. That's okay. Um, so there is some kind of like you know, if the barrel is really screwed, then and you, you fire more rounds down it and it gets really screwed, then it ends up you know, being like that, um, and then I don't know maybe. You could you could have it on every part, right? Like you could have all the stats degrade, or something like the ergonomics of a low, of a pistol grip, for example, like degrades as the durability gets worn down, or something. But I think just like I feel, I just feel like the way the system's implemented right now is kind of clumsy. You know, it's just like all on the lower receiver, all on the, like the base part of the weapon, and it affects everything. It's just you know the the, uh, the jamming and also the accuracy, and then like suppressors kind of like burn through the durability on the lower more. Like it's just kind of. It's just kind of a bit weird like and this is the thing that I find strange is that there is a more realistic way to implement this that I feel like makes the gameplay better and so I'm not sure exactly why they've done it like this like it's kind of a gamism thing but it also is worse than the like realistic counterpart.
2: I, I, yeah. I feel like they went about in the worst way possible from a gamism perspective because it's like like we've said with the durability it's like I I, I want to blow up the game and I'm scared it's going to crash the stream or something. I want to see how many raids I've played and possibly see how many bullets i fired. I don't throw stats for that. But I'm willing to bet it's like, you know, one. Per- let's, let's say I played 100 raids and I've had like, you know, one jam within those 100 raids. Let's just say it's like point zero one percent jam. It would have been more meaningful and a better, like as a player, a better decision making process if when I full autoed, it sort of like rapidly scale up, increasing the likelihood of the jam. But if I single tapped, it was, like, just never going to jam, you know, at 100%. And it could still have the current system or, like, the high... Because that's something we haven't even talked about, is, like, the high-caliber ammos. They have, like... uh, Like, I think the uh, Lapua 388 AP has, like, 170% durability burn (laughs) to it. So, I mean, we haven't even seen the effects of that. But it seems to me like it's so random that... You just pray, you know, I mean, you have no control over it. Whereas if they went for more system where, like, as you full autoed more, it increased, like, multiplicatively increased the likelihood of you getting a jam. And then switching to the accuracy thing, I also killed a guy. He had a, a, he was shooting at um, a player and he had a SKS of a PSO scope on it. And so I started taking shots at the player. But I wasn't hitting or whatever, I was missing, so I went and ran, then the scav was shooting me from afar, so I tried to shoot the scav, right? And I was right on him, and every shot was missing, and I was so confused, I was like, I checked the zeroing, is the zeroing wrong? And I was like, no, I looked at the gun, 60% durability, and he had to have been less than 100 meters, like maybe like 80 meters, and it was like wow this is really bad so it seems that the durability is way more important just for the accuracy than it is for even the chance of it jamming because the jamming just seems like a random mo- like a 2% chance no matter what the durability is like i don't know we would have to get a like 1% durability gun and test it and see if it really scales massively upwards but just the way they went about it was like let's just make the accuracy worse so now it's like when you're a scav through a long distance just hope you Pray to RNG gods that the bullet goes yeah. in direction, you know? And then it's like, when you're playing PMC, just pray to the RNG gods that you don't get a jam. Like, it just, it feels really bad.
0: And there's yeah. also issues with red dots currently as well, isn't it? with accuracy. They're not quite firing in the right, some of the reticles, I think, maybe the Cobra fires, like, at, when you've got the red dot on, I think usually it should fire at the red dot or the tip of the, the triangle. But well, with I something think I know she's do... talking about. This topic is highly controversial. Is.
1: Well, <laughs> just because this, you know, the, the red dot accuracy has been in, um, an issue in the game for a long time for all sorts of various reasons. Right, you've got like yeah. the, the vertical FOV, FOV change yeah. thing. Yeah. You've got like the the zeroing thing. Like, there's there's so many there's so many um, strange issues with red dots in the first place. Um, I'm not in I'm not entirely certain. So one of the reasons why I ended up going. I mean, this is slightly yeah uh, slightly off topic here, but like this is one of the reasons why I ended up going for the micro dot so much and why people like the old pico six before they just like you know smash that into the floor but um anything that's like one of the micro dots that you can zero to 25 meters you and then end up getting like consistent drop off because there's nothing there's there's literally right. nothing worse okay let me start that again right in games where there is bullet drop if the round goes below the crosshair yeah. You can mm-hmm. deal with that as a human being at sensible. Every other game plays like that, right? When yeah. you fire fast rounds and the rounds go over the crosshair, <laughs> everything that you know about FPS is just destroyed, right? It's insane. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know whether you guys have ever tried firing like 7N31 out of yes. I, I mean, I'm out of, you know, any really anything, right? Yeah. I don't let any SDM or Saigon 9 or whatever. And it's 50 yeah. meter plus zeroing thing, and it's just up they go you know it's just insane like i tried u- using it it's actually even worse on the mp5 sd because it's got like mm. minus 33 um round velocity because of the way it works and so when it's zeroed then for the pso rounds and you put like ap63s in it or 7 and 31 it's just like you have to just aim at the chest to hit them in the head it's it's completely crazy so i don't know the thing about like optics I, it's one of those ones where i've like been wanting to look into it in in depth but it will take me like hours to go through everything Mm -hmm. and i've never quite like i know all the issues but i've never quite gone into like all the details of exactly what's wrong with all of them and it just like it just drives me a bit crazy so i just kind of like pick the stuff that's i know is usable and is going to work and and then just try to forget about it which is (laughs) probably probably bad but um i I, I do want to do something on it at some point
0: the accuracy issues compound on themselves, and now you know, now we've got another variable that's sort of yes. introduced with the, the accuracy. It's like everything oh is gosh. trying to make every weapon less accurate, yeah, um, which like and more random, like you know,
1: the scav guns. I think it's like I kind of don't mind, right? Like, in in and of itself, as a concept, like the inaccuracy of scav weapons, I think is okay. I do wish that they'd separated these things out, like I said before, into different pieces, but like. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. Like, if you're going to use scav guns and they're scuffed and they don't work properly, then that's then that's fine. I kind of feel like it's okay. Like, maybe the accuracy thing is a little bit overdone because it really is just, like, it really is insane really when you're bad. trying to use them, you know, 50% yeah. durability. And what I would like them to do, if it was me, is tone down that a bit. So, like, it's, you know, it's inaccurate, but maybe not as much. Um, I'm not sure if it reflects in the MOA of the stats. I wish it did, if that was the case, because... You know, be really nice to know exactly how bad it was, and then to just like ramp up the the durability misfire issues with scav guns. I expect my scav gun to be like jamming every like thirty to sixty rounds. If it's at forty durability, it should be jamming nonstop. Like it it should, honestly. I really, really think it
2: should. The only one that's jammed with a scav gun out of I've never,
1: I've never, yeah, I've only jammed with one scav shotgun and i but i was using the 74m for ages right and that was like 45 dura or something and i was using it i shot shot a bunch of guys i got loads of, load of clips of me shooting long range at people i had fired at this scav because i had to kill them at 100 meters and it took me you know mm-hmm. to like a mag and a half or something and like never jammed at all i played like three or four woods raids firing at multiple people with bt out of the scav gun with the pso on it and suppressor and i did not get a single jam and like that shouldn't i honestly don't think that should happen maybe i got really lucky maybe but i think that that um, that chance should be like way higher at the bottom end and way lower at the top that's end to just stop people getting that annoying thing
2: I kind of want to do a test now like I I kind of want to learn Offline Raid just bring like a couch and a bunch of PPSH drum mags and just take a brand new PPSH and just try to uh, there's got to be a quicker way to do it but I want to see how it scales like uh, towards the end of the durability is it jamming a lot or is it still like the same as when it's brand new so yeah,
0: uh I don't know. You're on the shooting Possibly. range now. Because that would be that'd quick. Be, yeah. You'd say the same durability there as well, wouldn't you, if you walked out and walked back in? Because it wouldn't affect it. So, yeah. yes, you Would a, so You'd I'd have to stay it. in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... I wonder if the durability stat is kind of a false... Not a false stat, but... Mm-hmm. We, there's clearly not as much weight to it as we think. You know, I've jammed on a probably a 98.5% gun. And not jammed with all the scav weapons I've used. Obviously, you know it's it, it depends, doesn't it? But like you say, I I, I think it should saying. do this. It should like, the, the the scale should literally right. do that. Um, but it doesn't seem to. So I, I'm interested. I'd be interested to see how how closely durability actually ties into the jamming, or whether you know how much of it is just like a base chance. Uh, yeah, um, I'm assuming it's like a base chance plus durability modifier. I wonder how much that modifier is for durability.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if it depends on the gun too. You might imagine that some of the um some of the Soviet weapons might uh might jam less potentially. And something yeah, like MDR.
0: forever. Yeah. Exactly.
1: There's all, all the wonderful videos on the internet of people firing drum bags out of AKs that are literally on fire and are struggling yeah. to um you know, to to recock the weapon after the new mag's gone in, and then continue to fire. You know, 120 rounds out of an enormous drum magazine, even though they can like the mechanism can barely move anymore because the metal's so warped from all the heat. Um, so I don't know. Whereas, like, I think, you know, as I said, I'm not I'm not a gun guy really, but um, you know, you, you, obviously playing Tarkov, you can't really help it. And um, I I think I, I there was a story that I was told by someone else of um the MDR not actually working in real life because um. Yeah. There was a bunch of cheap ammo that was used and it was you know it's 556 five, but it was uh, cheap ammo and so it's not machined quite as um, quite as neatly and, and because the mdr is like quite a precision machine um it, it wouldn't actually run through through the gun and so yeah,
0: apparently bulk ups are notoriously sort of bad for it i think that was a dodgy batch of mdrs if i remember that story okay. correctly i think they issued replacements to everyone who bought that batch um so not necessarily just them but I, I I do know that ball pups as a rule are less reliable than ones where the magazines at the on the front of the trigger. Wonder
1: why. Anyway, that's for another time.
0: <laughs> I don't know. No. So idea. um
1: so favorite wipe of the gun uh, look, let me try that again. Favorite gun of the wipe so far.
2: Mutant. Oh my god, it's so broken. How is it? <laughs> Uh, I haven't actually used it, per se. I tested it in the hideout, and I mm-hmm. put some light mods on it. Um, uh, because you can put that, that Sig Sauer suppressor with, like, the, the MCX muzzle. Like, it's the one where you can put the, you know, you can put the muzzle. It's, like, the best, or that caliber, I guess, the best suppressor, or the lowest recoil, rather. Um, it's... It's really good, man. It's just like... So I think they basically just killed the HK and M4. Maybe, definitely the HK. I don't know. I haven't looked at that meta M4, but now it's all about the mutant. It's all about the mutant, because it has high ergo. You can get it down to, like, 36 recoil, but that's... Yeah, that's... thirty nine's like, the the balanced one with, like, you know, high ergo, low recoil. Holy and God. even... Even like its stock with like just the meta suppressor and like a, a Mo a butt pad and like a, a grip, it's very good. It's like in the 40s, you know, it's like 45 or something. It's and it sh- I think it shoots a little faster than the normal AK is like uh, I want to say 650 RPM. It's I think just it I yeah, so it's, it's like in line with just,
1: the 545s.
2: It's just the meta gun, you know, it's just the new out with the old and with the new so
1: insane. i haven't had a chance to use it yet which is a bit sad i and uh, i've not really had a because i have because i'm not at the flea yet and i, I guess you can talk tell us through, you know talk us through some of the stuff on the flea in the set because that will be kind of interesting um because i've not been able to be on the flea yet i can't actually check yet and see what's changed now the the things that i've picked up so far because i know they said they've rebalanced like various mods and whatever but like, the things that i have picked up so far have been the same because i have like in your know, various like google sheets i have like tabulated stuff from like doing various like gun builds and things so i can check some of the old mm-hmm. stats of the way things were i suppose i could look on the wiki in, in theory and go and check some of these things but um yeah i, I don't know exactly what's changed yet so it's going to be interesting seeing kind of how this how this rejigs everything whether they've like touched the 103 as well um you know on that lot because i know you know those were 66 previously and then you could get them into like the high 50s so i don't know whether anything's changed with those um, but are you saying like have you tried building some M4s in like the old way? Do they just, are no, they just like no near the same?
2: What well, I've seen some screenshots from other um like uh Terorak, so or if I'm saying his name right, he showed some screenshots of like the old meta HK build and it was just like off like like 30 ergonomics, you know, like 39 recoil it was like really bad stats and even the sa 58 now has like the the old meta build like the 30 rounders and the the most stock and the the drain latic you know all, all that fancy meta stuff it's like 10 ergo and 77 recoil like they tank the ergo so i don't it just it clearly seems to me like it's gonna be maybe the 308 mdr will will be around still um, but definitely the Mutant's just, like, that's all... It it just seems like the clear meta gun. So, get your Skier level 3, and... Uh, that's the other thing, because I got mine off the Flea, right? And so, from the Flea, they're found on Raiders. Okay. Uh, most most commonly. But they have 80% durability. Mm. They're not brand new.
0: Yeah,
2: They're okay. not a Scav gun, they're a Raider gun. So that's kind of interesting. Um, like, I think... Um,
0: I'm not sure on that one I I feel like Raider's Gun should be 100 I I I kind of feel
2: the the same but I really want to test the durability thing because here's the thing, we're all kind of assuming the durability is tied sorry, the weapon jamming is tied to the durability stat, what if we just were wrong about that, what if it's not even tied, it's just like a flat 2% chance no matter what, you know what I mean it's just like it's own separate thing
0: I wouldn't be surprised, or or to see that, like like I said, the, the base of it is, like, it's, a, you know, whatever, 0.01 base. That, that could be it as well. The, the durability is just, like, makes it, just sort of edges it up mm-hmm. slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah,
2: I think I'm going to do some testing, for sure. That's good. That's, yeah, it is interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, briefly, for me, so far, I mean, really, like... yeah. As usual with this wipe, and I was talking before, like I did a video before the wipe about stuff to do and things that I thought might be good. And last wipe, I used the MP5 at the start and it was amazing. This wipe, it seems like everyone's running level four I don't, I don't know what the deal is but like everyone got a load of level four at the start like anyone who's playing eod got like troopers there's like right. level four all over various scavs i feel like half the people are run into are wearing level four and half are wearing level three and that really negates a lot of the nine mil stuff already i was like oh that's kind of that's kind of upsetting especially going like full auto and because there's a difference right between tap, trying to tap people versus like running in and just like full autoing thorax which is Kind of what I like to do because it's it is it is easier and you kill people like that and so for me it's like really become a combination of like SKS if you want to use the PSO or Vepa and this is like before um this is before flea right so you use like the the one three six Vepa with the seven six two on semi auto and you could turn it into an AK in the hideout if you uh, if you have workbench mm-hmm. work level one these two guns for me seem to be like the staple except except for my new favorite which I'm not really I'm not really a pistols guy particularly but guys. I've been running the M9 on factory because I had to do stir up. It is I it's like good. honestly I've n- I've never really used the M9 before. It's super weird and it has been insane. I did stir up in the very first raid in one go killing three people. I finished um uh, peacekeepers like friend from the west thing like part 2. Did that all on factory with the M9. I don't know what's happened. Something something weird has happened to me and I'm just running around head tapping people with the M9. It's insane. <laughs> I'm loving it
0: can't get on with the m9 i can't get on oh, really? with it i just yeah no the uh the pl 15 is the one for me the one that added in the uh what was it twelve ten oh, oh. Mm, that that really nice. good. that's, that's the yeah, one that for me really i like that one
1: yeah i've not actually used that one but um i remember it was uh i think willers was doing uh like zero to 40 yeah. with, the, with the pl only or something so yeah, he
0: did <laughs> that with the ap 6.3 i think is, yeah uh good. That's a good
1: one. I, that's probably okay, right? Because like, unless you come up against an Alton, you can still go through face shields. So like, you can actually technically kill everybody who's not wearing, you know, the mega face shield, either Killer or or, or Alton. So. You know, it will actually work but yeah it's funny because like i've only ever really used pistols before just as a throwaway gun to try and go and yeah. kill scavs i've always taken in like a real weapon like a, i was as mm-hmm. you know as church knows and anybody who's listened for a while knows i don't really do that many loot runs and except for like right at the start of the wipe and i always take like yeah, you know, real you know medium stuff like my my yeah. budget kit is typically like 6b3 tm and a vepa hunter right that's like the budget kit for me and so i very rarely do these like naked style like pistol runs um and when i do it's the, because i'm questing i have to go to the middle of the sawmill or something stupid like that so i end up taking like a pm and so i've ended up giving pistols like a really bad rap because the pm is really bad right so um bad. like going from something like that to like an, a, an actually nice pistol where the fire rate feels okay like it's as fast as you can click kind of thing and You've got seventeen rounds in the mag. Like it's it's actually a big difference and them. Um, yeah. It's funny that like out of all the guns, this is the one gun that I've been enjoying the most. I, f- I just find it hilarious. It's just super weird. It's just super, super weird. What what have you been using, Gaz? What's your what's your favorite?
0: Generally it's the it's the PP nineteen. I seem to have come into a stock of them even though I can't even though you can't buy them at uh level is it level two that you can buy them, or is it level two? I, I never buy that gun so i don't it's know one of I'm, the level twos and yeah. i w- as soon as i unlock it I, w- I will just that i will just roll them but i seem to have had a pretty good supply of them and i just something about that gun it just feels good it just feels good in my hands i just i can use it that's the <laughs> um other than that i you know I'll bolt to a, an opsks with a, a a cobra on the dovetail and just just go in have fun, have fun. I don't know. I I don't really have like a sort of an early. I've been using the um AKS seventy four U as well. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it. Just it's far too bouncy. Um, yeah. without putting a lot of effort into a build. Um, and even then, it's you know still one of the one of the bouncier guns. But other than that, yeah, it's like I said. I've had a little bit of success picking up actual scav. You know, AK seventy four, seventy four M stuff like that. Um. I just love that that platform in Tarkov. You know, it's funny because I I I always play a USEC uh, for the voice lines, but I'm like, yeah, but I like that weapon, <laughs> like I like that set of weapons because they get the PP19, don't they? That's probably where I'm yeah. getting them from. Yes, because we get the MP5 and they get the PP19, yeah. so obviously that's where I'm getting them from. But yeah, yeah I've always PP19 I've always loved the MP5. is good for me.
1: I've have, I've have loved I, the MP5, but it's just like not, it's just not really working this way. I, feel I like think the,
0: MPX the nine is just, is just better. I did a video on it, and and every, pretty much every conclusion I drew on on every sort of stat plus how it felt in the hands, I just I just felt like the MPX was a better gun. It did better at you know, there's a couple of things, that, there's like, there's a couple of stats where you'd expect them to be flipped, but they're actually. You know, mm. one is like, all oh, right, the MP5 actually wins here. I would expect the MPX to win, you know, but I found overall the MPX beats the MP5 hands down, at least in my hat
1: Yeah, I think like the MP5, I like, I really kind of fell in love with it with the MP5 SD just because it's um
0: yeah it's, it's the, like you could just SD buy it from yeah,
1: yeah the SD's the SD is super cool. It's just cool. I just I just really like the weapon. It just feels cool. The whole thing about it's just like really neat, super quiet, like popsicle yeah. pea shooter. <laughs> you know, it feels it feels great to kill people with this. It. It's, it's all awesome. tango down. <laughs> exactly exactly right okay church important question here as the only person with access to the flea market (laughs) is there anything that has been surprising for you so far i'm sure Um, you've looked around seen what's going on like the the only things i've seen is people typing on twitter saying everything's really really cheap everything's so cheap everything's cheap yeah that's what i was
2: gonna say is everything i was kind of surprised everything was cheap but it makes sense because everyone we were talking about a little bit of this before the show everyone's sort of like I mean, I had two junk boxes, and I was debating getting a third, guys. <laughs> Mostly because I'm on Standard Account. Yeah. Um, But mm. it's just, like, everyone has so much hoarding stuff, and then they're looking to offload that, and it's, like... I mean, you'll see, like, gunpowders and like, quantities of eight. I think I have, like, 20 blue gunpowders. Like, I've just been holding onto them. Um, I, The only thing I really sold in big stacks was like blue tape because they were like 25k a pop or something decent okay. you know um i think i sold some wires too but everything's still pretty cheap i mean some how much stuff did you use
1: now do you have any like have you, did you look at uh
2: that? less than 200 hundred am ready my wallet uh, is ready Church. yeah but i don't think it's worth it anymore i mean i guess it is yeah. passive income still
0: how did they revert the the bitcoin changes i haven't even seen as far as
2: we know it's the same it sells Those to same the vendor for the same
0: wide. i don't yes. think it's the hundred
1: hours i think it's the way it was before they yeah, completely yeah. like messed it up but like they, they talked about this tarbank coin right so i want to keep my optionality for this tarbank coin that's the thing yes, for me. I, that's I want to go like make sure that i'm like in a good position for that because Um, I think that's going to be important and I don't know what's going to happen with it. So yeah, I want to make sure that I'm I'm there. I'm there with it. So
0: we'll see. I feel like Um, the chance to do that was, I I feel like they had that element of surprise where people would sort of like, oh, can't wait to unlock the Bitcoin farm and then you unlock it and maybe they just call it like crypto farm and you unlock it. Uh, I mean, people would have seen it if they changed from Bitcoin farm to crypto farm. People have been like, oh, what's going on here? I feel like they've, they've missed that window if they were going to introduce it. I feel like it would have been much more like, whoa, they actually did it if they'd done it as the first few people were unlocking the, uh, the crypto you know What farm. would have been
1: really cool is if they, if you'd unlocked the crypto farm and then you could have chosen which to Ooh. mine. That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. And like Coin for now, let's say it has like no uses. No use what are you going to do you going to mine bitcoins and sell them to therapists or it's you going to mine dogecoin no use yeah exactly
0: yeah
1: it's, it's just one with a picture of the face on it just like
0: yeah <laughs> i like that i like that as an idea where, I where cool. it kind of I, uh, they go up and down depending on what's going on right. or, yeah no i like that
2: i do feel like they missed a window of opportunity cuz i was sort of anticipating it to be a tar bank you know it was like has anyone yeah. looted bitcoin from scab boss or vishala and it's like yeah i got a bitcoin here and i was like oh you know, I was kind of yeah. sad, so. Yeah.
1: Let's we'll see. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, is there anything, because uh, I mean, what, what's like, because I anticipated like hoses being crazy, but I actually They're found, 80K? Okay, okay, so they're still quite expensive, but they're not like up at the crazy heights as not, they were before. Yes, yes. Because everyone's yeah, sort of
2: like, everyone's sort of like, Around the same level in their hideout, you know what I yeah. mean? It's not like we're looking for a spark plug to build our level one hideout generator. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. not looking for what's the requirements for level one med station. I can't even remember. Um you know what it's I mean? It's like everyone's of of med med I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's kinda like the we're at that hose stage or at the wire stage, you know. Uh ES lamps is like for level three lights, those are kind of yeah. expensive. But they are on like twenty to thirty K ish. Um, like
0: i said before I think... it's kind of kicking it down the road isn't it that's all that the level yeah. 20 did in terms of hideout yeah. it's like instead of like level one stuff people are getting there and looking at level two stuff and you know in terms of hideout it kind of if anything it makes it easier because you're not spending mega money on level one stuff and then level two stuff you're finding the level one stuff and then buying the level two stuff so you might be en- you might end up saving a bit of money when you get to the flea market anyway
1: yeah, which I guess is the reason why there's less demand because people aren't buying as much. So that's why everything's cheap for now anyway. I mean, uh, things like CPUs and stuff are probably going to go up because people need like a ton of them to make the other. They As we were, were saying, yeah. right? it's like the level two and three things that have kind of, those are really where it's at. Um and um, I guess, that, like, there's one change that people haven't really seemed to have spoken about that much, actually. I was kind of surprised, but, like, supposedly they've removed all the high-tier ammo off the traders, which... I was literally um, yes. about so to
0: bring that it up. up, yeah. It hasn't so. affected us, yeah, nice
1: obviously. Or... Yeah, yeah, I was watching that, too, and it was, you know, what, what do they get rid of? Like, M995, APSX? Like, there's quite a few, I think, that uh, they just APC, moved.
0: 3 7 7N31, mm. yeah. Mm.
2: All of yeah, so 9mm's definitely dead now. <laughs>
0: done.
2: apc seven thirty one APSX, M995, and I'm... And I'm not positive, but I've heard M sixty one is still on traders. would
0: Oh, it's still on it.
2: That's what I've heard. I don't I um, don't know. Really?
0: Okay. I would Why? Have, well, that would have been the first thing. to be honest. That's but... what
2: I asked. But mm, Okay. Well That's what I've heard. Yeah, fine. Well we'll
1: see. We'll see. But I think that's because I'm think... because like Sorry, you go you go first, Judge.
2: I was just gonna say quickly I think M sixty one is actually locked behind a peacekeeper quest. It is, but you can make it hideout. So, right. I didn't even unlock that curse by the way last
1: time because I was waiting for my sniper level to be high enough so that I could collect the quest to then get to mm. level nine. Blah 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 for Kappa, and then I just I just never ended up doing it, and I just ended yeah. up creating it in the hideout. But um, oh, gosh. it's a
0: strange one, isn't it? The the ammo changes. It, I don't think it sort of remains to be seen how much of an impact it will have because. I don't know how much people are going to care. It depends where the economy goes, doesn't it? If if we go to the, the economy last week where Chad's have all got 200 million rubles, well, they'll just buy it off the flea market instead then and stockpile yeah, it that way still. I don't think
1: it's going to be the same. I do think Bitcoin had a massive, massive impact on that. Yeah. And, um, you know, because I ended up doing some... Well, my little experiment actually ended up doing kind of an estimate, right? So I had like 30 mil or something, and then I kept all my Bitcoins... And then I sold them all in one go for 100 mil. Um, and so, like, that was money that I'm not going to get again this time. Um, and was you
0: missed out on that as well, didn't you? Because you didn't sell them at 850. You sold them about 500k or something, didn't you? I sold
1: them at 760. So I, I sold them at, okay. like, the very next price level after yeah. the therapist announcement. So as soon as therapist announced it, I was just like, <laughs> right, this is it. Out it goes. it goes, um, yeah. Exactly, and so I probably lost like 10 or 15 mil there, but it was it was interesting, it was kind of more interesting just like seeing the impact, that was kind of what I wanted I wanted to like play the game without that for a bit, just to see yeah. kind of how much actually mm. is it, because you can't like separate the two otherwise, um, right. and I was like dipped for a bit and then like started because i was doing certain quests and then like carried on going back up but the slow grind where like you slowly make a mill at a time rather than like every day you log in and it's just another mill and after two weeks you've got like you know 15 20 mill more like because that was yeah. it was insane it was absolutely insane at one point i was collecting because i you know I upgraded my bitcoin farm really early and i was collecting like 2.4 mill a day right it's like eight it was like 800 a coin and you could make three per day. So it was just crazy. It was absolutely crazy. So that's not going to happen this time. And with the um, the ammo not being on the traders, that's then going to drive the fleet even higher than it was last week because people were buying, you know, their allocation of M995 or whatever. All those people now have to go somewhere. They're all going to come to the fleet. It was expensive anywhere on the fleet. So now it's going to just I think some of this stuff's going to end up in the realms of um, like uh, 338 AP where it's just completely insane. And maybe that brings the single tap meta in a bit. I don't know. I mean, there's some people who are going to have like infinite rubles and can run this stuff, but I just, I don't know if it's going to even be economic for, for chads to do. I, we'll have to see how it, how it runs out. But yeah, if they haven't changed M61, then shame on you, because that's like insane. If they yeah. haven't changed that.
0: I think um, we're looking at the, um, possibly one of the longest wipes. I mean, obviously, it's no inside information or anything, but if the, if they want to wipe with streets, then we could be looking at, a nine month wipe as well. So it'd be interesting to see how it evolves. over oh, Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and if it's, if 13, uh, point 13 is, is dependent on streets and we get to January and they decide it's not going to be February. It's going to be April. Does that extend it to then, you know, a 10 month wipe, but, uh, you know how, if they keep right. kicking it down because they won't have a patch, they're not going to just wipe with a, a, bug fix patch. So, if they're kind of gearing up for it and then realise two months out they're not going to be ready, what do they do? Wipe with nothing and then wipe the streets six months later or even four months later? So we, we could be looking at quite a substantial wipe cycle. I agree. I would I would predict.
1: I agree. Like Now that they've wiped now, they're not going to wipe till streets, I don't think. And if everything goes to plan, maybe we get it in February, March, something like that. But, you know, we kind of know BSG timelines and and, uh, and that kind of thing. So it could well be April... May, June or something beforehand. But we will see because, you know, this wipe just gone was probably the most like, well, not probably, it was certainly the most like inflated
2: economic wipe of all
1: time. And people were kind of getting sick of it kind of like a month before the end. And so that's still like a good five months, right? And I, I know some people were sick of it early because they like pushed through, but I, I feel like there's like, you know, you've you got like a bell curve of, of players and like the yeah. f- longer you keep it, the bigger the tail gets on that side after people who are like, here's the sick of it line. And it's just like the, the, the thing grows as you kind of move yeah. through the, the player base. Um, and I think this time, given the changes that they've made so far, it does look quite promising to push it out a bit at least. Um, yeah. And we'll see. So even if that gives us like, you know, a month or two months or whatever, if it is an eight month wipe or, or something, then maybe people again are only going to be sick of it, f- totally sick of it in like the last month or something. I, I don't know. So, so, so we'll see. Um They've probably... got the
0: events in their back pocket now as well. That's what I'm thinking. So I, yeah, I, I thought that a... I, I was still team no wipe up and uh, well, I, I mean, I switched sides as often as a wind blew. but the, which one was it? I, I think the scav bosses meeting up in reserve people, mm-hmm. they Twitter was like a light with like just lost 15 million, had a great time. I'm like, yeah, hmm, <laughs> could this be that they are trying to reset? They're trying to hard re- or soft reset the economy, release the patch. You no, know, why? I think they've got a trick up their sleeve as well. I think if they wanted to soft reset the economy without just going at wipe, they could probably do it. I think they could do it. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, I like, can get uh, creative with it
1: like they definitely can for sure and you know bsg can pull sorts of shenanigans um i mean i I switched over to team well i, I actually wasn't on a team before i was like just was withholding judgment As but as soon as streets got pushed that's when i was like right i'm on team wipe now as soon as it got pushed and we talked about it actually on the show um yeah. you know it was like once that got pushed it just nothing else made any sense to me and um I'm, I'm i'm pleased it kind of worked out that way i think but um yeah someone's saying in chat lighthouse will come up before streets which is true and i don't think that there will be a wipe with lighthouse. I don't think anybody thinks there'll be a, a wipe with lighthouse. I wouldn't have thought you can release a new map without a wipe. That's fine. People can investigate it without having to be back at level one. I think that's, that's a totally okay. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's fine. And yeah, if we end up with a, a six to nine month wipe on this one, we'll have to see. And given that stuff's a bit harder to come by this time, maybe it'll be all right. And it, it's an interesting one, um, but for all of its flaws, I am pleased in the direction that the game has gone with this particular patch. I know that there's issues, Absolutely. but it's it's in it's it's interesting. Actually, on that topic, um how have you guys like, I don't know how much scav raids you've played, but like how have you how has the experience of of scav karma been for you so thus far?
0: It's it's actually been really like probably eighty percent of it has been great. I've run into I was do I I scaved the other night and I think there was four of us and so me and my brother scaved in as a duo and four other people were kind of like i think they were all solos or just moping about together just he (laughs) threw me an ai2 i threw him a duct tape or something and we just kind of rolled around together and then and there's been a few of those and uh i actually think Initially, I, I was not a fan of the way that Scav Karma was implemented. It's still got some massive flaws. Um, the If they shoot you in whiff and you shoot back, you lose Karma. It, it's terrible. But I do think that the Scav Karma interactions are exactly what BSU wanted them to be. For the Reach
2: most part. Um, I, I'm just either unlucky or untrustworthy, I guess. Um, because all of my interactions have just been KOS, or either either oh. I'm shooting at them first, or they're shooting at me. Like, I just really? played an interchange raid the other night, and I, you know, basically looted all of Oli, and, bun- and like, all the back PCs, and I was heading out to the Emmercon exit, and I heard running behind me, and so I kind of, like, you know, peek out the corner, and I see it's two guys, and it's just, like, at that point, all of my interactions have been like, when I tried to work with someone, they've killed me. So I just I'm just basically a KOS for for me going forward. And I only play like maybe 5 to 10 scav raids a swipe. Maybe more. I don't know. Um, So my, my sample size is small, but the you know the last episode i told you about that reserve experience where i looted i had all this loot i go towards the extract there's scavs there you know i'm like friendly but i really don't want to be a that's the thing is like i really don't trust you so i don't want to be around you so like i'll wiggle at you and then i'll run away but i guess they see that as a threat or like they can't trust me um i don't know and then other times like when i wiggle at them and as soon as turn my back they shoot and kill me so it's just like I, I think I'm just unlucky, but part of me is just frustrated that I can't communicate. Like, hey, I have no intention of messing with you. I just want to go off and not be around you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like if you're someone that doesn't trust me, you'd be like, okay, well, if he's saying what's true, that's like... You know what I mean? It's like, I, I can I can see where he's coming from because he doesn't trust us. You know what I mean? We both don't trust each other. So why not let's just, instead of us forcing to be with each other and not trusting each other, let's just go our separate ways. That's how I look at it anyways. But yeah. it just seems like, for whatever reason, I just get shot in the back. So I don't know. I'm...
1: Maybe um maybe it's partly the the maps you're playing too because you're playing like quite spicy maps, right? It's like reserve and interchange are uh, like, you know... Hotly contested for various things and like I've played I've actually played quite a lot of scav because it's like I have run like random scav raids in between doing other stuff and so I like pop on and like run a scav and then like go off and do other, other things. And um, I've been playing almost exclusively customs and woods, and I've had much, much better experience on both of these maps mm. for um various reasons, either just like not seeing that many people, no PMCs not really being there, scavs that I run across, you know, will like bump into each other, both do the wiggle and then just run on. Like I've had a lot of that. Um and for me it's been it's been interesting and, and quite good. Like there's there's one unintended consequence of the scav karma, which I didn't think about until I'd actually gone through it and done it, which is fascinating for me, is that as a solo player playing PMC, one of the big advantages that you get is not having to worry about anybody and you can just shoot anyone, right? But Scav solo yeah. is actually different now. But, and you're, you're almost a little bit more like the AI, if you think about it, right? Because the AI has to identify you and go, they shout and then they start shooting. And now players are a bit more like that too, because it's just like, is it Scav? Is it PMC? Like they have to kind of identify you first. Like not everybody, obviously. Some people just shoot you. But like the, mm-hmm. the vast majority of people who care about their Scav Karma have to like go, oh, is this person that, uh, and that sort of like piece of indecision kind of puts Scavs on the back foot a little bit, which I Kind of like because people like used to just run around with impunity, just shooting everybody. And now it's yeah. more like there's kind of like there's kind of two elements to it. The first one is like, yeah, when you encounter a PMC, you don't know if they're a PMC or not. And it makes the PMC experience more realistic rather than just getting like, you know, being on reserve and just getting freaking mobbed by scabs as soon as any gunshots are yeah. heard. Right. It's like it's different now. And secondly, this is one of the, the, the perfect things that we've been talking about for ages about like rebalancing the stuff to make things harder for Chads and make things easier for new players because. If things are going well, and they have done for me, and I know you've had a bad experience so far, George, so it's probably not as applicable to you, Um, but maybe new players are playing more customs or whatever, where people are a bit more friendly. Um, Scav runs where you're just looting are now a lot easier if people are playing by the Scav Karma rules. And chads don't really play Scav runs. And so that's kind of, I don't know, it's like a big boosts to the new player like new players love playing scavengers because there's nothing to lose and now you can yeah. just like run around loot some stuff like there's a you know greater than 50 percent chance for me at least where when i bump into somebody we'll just like wiggle and then we'll just carry on with our lives and just keep our loot whereas yeah. like before you'd have to be like avoiding everybody like skulk through the shadows like playing proper like rat gameplay whereas now you can just wander about like i'd spend most of my time like i've been doing key runs to try and get rid of some of these quest blockers which i'm stuck behind at the moment which is very annoying and um i literally spawn in sprint like shift w straight to dorms do the key run through all the jackets? Half the time, it's not even looted because people aren't even going to dorms. And then sprint out. Like sometimes I don't even wear my headphones because I'm shot at that little that it doesn't even matter. Like it's crazy. I'll literally just run around, just grabbing keys, whatever. I'm like running through both third and second story dorms. I think I've been killed once, and I've done like ten runs of these jackets. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Like you can just run around, and do whatever you like. You know, you feel you feel as a scav like you're much more at home. Which is the way it should be. I don't know. I quite like the feeling. I like the I like the go. feeling of the way scav karma has has been implemented. I, it's it's working for me
0: at least. Um, it's definitely got some issues, but I think I think they can uh, I think they can iron it out. It's almost as if they wanted Scav karma to come out alongside Voip. It, it's almost as if they they tried hard yeah. to keep those two systems tied together, and ultimately couldn't do it, which is um, a shame. I'm not sure when. They've mentioned PMC Karma. I know they want to do it, and they're probably gathering data from sca Karma. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure. The audio listeners, they're... you didn't
1: see my intense grimace there. The church is laughing at, I think. <laughs> they're like, oh, God, I'm so nervous for, for PMC Karma because it's just...
0: Yeah. It might take away from what Tarkov is kind of... The the way that, yeah, identifying a USEC and making the choice to kill him or not when... It it's kinda like you've got two game modes here, and you've got your PMC and your, your scav. Your scav you know that there's that decision. Your PMC you know you can kill it indiscriminately. And it's like it's me against the world or, or mm-hmm. us yeah. against the world. You know, you just like it moved shoot it all the time, mm-hmm. no matter what. Unless you're playing with a friend yeah. or whatever, but um I, I think maybe they should leave that in the maybe they should leave that in, in the scav exclusively.
1: Yeah, unless they think of a really good way of implementing it, then like if they're going to implement it just the way it is now with scavs, then I think yeah, I, I think it should maybe not go in as, as it yeah, is. But I... With Voip, we'll see. Like maybe it'll be better. Like we'll have to see how scavs works with Voip first. But I'm a little nervous about it. If they don't give us more tools to be able to identify people or give you reasons to work with the other PMCs, those things need to Absolutely. be there first yeah i don't think it can go the other way around like like now like you can just about get away with scav karma because scavs doesn't matter that much but like scav karma without voip i think is a bit silly it should have been they should have worked on voip first and then done scav karma afterwards really if they were going to prioritize but yeah i don't know without more thought on it with pmc i feel like it could be a bit rough um and just weird
0: just weird for the game so i don't don't know really i don't know don't kill raiders as your scav
1: oh my goodness yes church did you see did you see this one peg You see this coming. I feel bad.
2: I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him
1: too. Kind of, in some ways, like it really sucks. Like it's, it's quite, like it's quite entertaining in some ways that he's like mm-hmm. it's good for his content right it's like it's, oh, yeah. um, it's great it's great publicity for him because he's like you know one of the first people especially the people who are kind of um well known in the community and putting out yeah. stuff to a lot of people to get to level six in the first place and then he's also the first person to get like max negative scav karma yeah. too he's always
0: yeah. like you know two times scav champ the one two most popular videos on his channel <laughs> how i got to max uh, scav karma how <laughs> i got to max negative uh, scav <laughs> that's
2: funny That's <laughs> oh, too man funny. yeah but- it's, it's funny, fun isn't it? it?
0: Because it's like obviously that that has probably happened to to people who are like you know one or two karma or whatever. But the fact that one peg got to six and then got reset to minus twelve is it's like oh yeah. I I, I, I you know I hope they reinstate it. I'm I'm sure it's as simple as turning a dial for BSU. Yeah, if they I wanted think so. To. I don't I, know how how they can interact with individual accounts. Um,
1: yeah, because that's the thing for me. It's like either they should do because so so this has happened before right um where people were cheesing strength and they reset every single person back to level one and i don't know like there's a critical bug with scav karma i almost feel like i know it would suck for a lot of people but i feel like they kind of need to either do that or like and only do that if they can't, you know, discriminate and say, okay, who's killed raiders? Like I don't know, I don't know how their back end works. It probably is not not this easy. But you know, you can have a look at see like what's the who's got a had lot of like stats. Yeah, it's like who's had massive stagav karma changes, revert these people back to the way or at least put it back to zero or something because I'm sure there's yeah. got to be a bunch of people um because one of the worst things right like on his twitter and i can see why he's getting frustrated actually quite a few of the responses he's getting quite annoyed with people being like oh why don't you just wipe your account you know just start again he's just like you're not allowed within a month you're not allowed for four weeks yeah. you cannot wipe your account in a wipe so i can't wipe my account because it's still two weeks to go um and i think he has got asked that question like three thousand times why don't you just wipe your account one day? um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a bit rough. But, like, I kind of, like, some people are like, oh, you know, BSG don't want to do something just because, like, you know, streamers, someone's well-known, asked them to do it, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think there's something to be said about that, kind of. But with a bug like this, you know, you have to, if they have the ability to go in and reset everybody who the bug has happened to, even just put them back to naught or something, like, okay, you know, it's a bug. We figured it out. It's a really big one. Because um, right now, like it takes him two hours to to get his raid again. Like it's insane. And oh, he's
2: yeah. Kos by other. Yeah, stars. he's marked and cursed. Isn't it that, Yeah, I think like it's, he, it's a literally... good thing.
0: Not, not, not that. Not that it happens to one Vega. I'm talking about the the, the massive cooldown and stuff like that. It's a good thing because it does. It, it's the question between you don't want to reward people for positive sca- uh, scav Karma too much because then. It just means that it's just more into the economy. It just kind of flows. I think you want to lean into the negatives being harsh, but also with Kill on sca- uh, kill on Sight, difficult to revert mm. back to neg- uh, back to zero, isn't it? Yeah, I don't it's, think... It's I've, hard. I think my scab... I've played a fair bit. I've probably done maybe 15, 20 scab rates. My karma is whatever it started at. I've had no change. I think I, I'm in favour of the... Um, you know, you loot a certain amount of items and extract without killing anyone gives you 0.02 or something.
1: Yeah, I think um did um did Pesley ask it? someone asked Nikita about it. I think it must have been i was asking about um about that. Oh no, it was on the Talk of TV. Sorry, it wasn't on the Pesley interview, it was the Talk of TV where I think like somebody in the community actually asked him that on chat and he said, mm, nah you kind of have to do something to get Scav karma, yeah, and there was a good, there was totally. a good idea that I saw that I thought was kind of fun was like you could potentially donate items to fence. You don't actually get them; you have to like give them to him based on the value. Mm-hmm. Potentially, you could get scav karma because then that would make more sense. someone actually, yeah, was, I like that. I was gonna, I was actually gonna put it out. Somebody posted somewhere. Was it on one of my? I think might wow, have been a comment on YouTube, and it was um, it was really insightful. Someone saying, "Oh yeah, it should," and then like the reputation with fence should reflect like your flea market reputation. That should be your flea market rep and affect your slots for your PMC and stuff. Because fence is the access to the the trading network, right? Because it's like mm. a you know the underground network between PMCs or whatever. Because the, the flea market's like not really a thing, but fence is the is only like kind of like real Ragman. implementation of that.
0: Is it like Ragman and Fence? Maybe Fence delivers and Ragman. Has... I think doesn't Ragman have something to do with the flea?
1: market? He must do because he gives you the cash, doesn't he? Yeah, the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there is some interaction there, but like i kind of like that idea it's like okay well there's an incentive to that gets good scav karma because then it's going to impact
0: your like your flea market stuff but maybe I, I, the, I maybe know. the delivery time from your scavs when you buy things on the flea market interesting this idea has been floated around that yeah you don't buy things and have it immediately delivered you have you know scavs deliver it to you and based on your scav karma is how fast it goes and yeah i think that, that would, idea mega is incentivize positive scav kind of karma because people wouldn't be happy about being at minus 12 and having it take 48 hours to deliver it yeah a, a I, I always this think that, for... that idea
1: has been interesting alongside the idea of like ordering stuff from traders like high level yeah. ammo and that kind of stuff like making you actually have to like make an order i feel like those those ideas could be kind of interesting to like stop the fleet from being so insane um so it's pretty, pretty a,
0: boring going to a trader as well, finding them out of stock. It's just like, yeah. yeah, but I'd like to, you know, when you get some back in, can you maybe give me, give me a, a ring? Exactly.
2: I have a uh, philosophical question for you guys. Hmm. Um, when it comes to SCAV Karma, what is the objective? Is it trying to incentivize a particular player behavior? Because if so, then a, a player like me, for example, which I have positive karma for different reasons, but um, someone that's killing on site, I'm you know a bad scav. So if it's like the goal is to incentivize good scav behavior, then it sort of like shifts the whole, I guess a mentality and even approach to it like like you like you were describing you were literally just running around in packs of scavs like you were just running around that looting um so then there's like there's almost no if like let's just say the norm or like the scav culture becomes like just everyone's friendly to each other um then there's really no choice to make right you know what i mean you just you just do the thing also there's um,
0: there's also like very limited ways to actually gain Scav Karma if everybody is good Scav. Because the best way to gain Scav Karma is to watch a Scav kill another Scav and then kill that Scav. Yeah, That's it's interesting.
1: A, it is an interesting one. It is an interesting question that you pose there because I think it is supposed to be a player behavior changing element and it is supposed to make Scavs more... Uh, more friendly to each other and more of a threat to PMCs, I think, is probably the idea because the the game is PMCs, right? That's the game. That's right. the game that is Tarkov, and scavs running around killing each other at the same time. That's fine. Like people who complain a lot about like scavs on reserve, I actually, can't, like I've, I've never really minded. Honestly, like getting completely hoarded by scavs. Like the FT is designed in a very very clever way where it incentivizes you to play as you know the crappy AI, like it's quite cunning actually in the fact that it you know incentivizes people to to be a more realistic ai but, You know, you don't need to have that many ai on the map because you've got real people who are incentivized to go in and like play the baddie you know what i mean um yeah. even even though i think you know they're probably the, the innocent civilians at one stage but anyway they're, they're, they're the bandits now and so i think that is the idea is that it's you know it's supposed to be a player behavior driving thing that scavs fighting other scavs isn't really the game the scavs working together and if they come up against another pmc they actually pose they a threat because because previously before then right if you come up against like especially the late wife if you come up against a player scav they don't really pose any threat a lot of people scav in on their own um not that many people do you know some people do but like you'll find i find a lot more like duo and trio pmc groupings than you do scav groupings because people aren't really scared to play scav so they go in and play it on their own they use it for practice or, or whatnot as well and so they even even having players driving the scavs i feel like it's n- they've never really shown a great threat to to real players and now because scavs kind of a much more incentivized to group up together and blah, blah blah like it not only firstly it helps new players by making the experience much less brutal as scav and you can actually go and like loot stuff and, and get the kind of free money um which which helps new people and you just naturally stop doing that more as you get more experience. and then the second thing being like yeah you actually pose a real threat to um to to pmc's Um uh, oh my god there was actually it was something really really funny which was um on reddit i'm not sure if do i actually have it to to hand or have i brought i just broken my my thing Maybe I've just broken my stream. Anyway, it's um I'm gonna have to try and I was trying to like remember what it said. And it's uh basically the guy was like he was like, Yeah, I saw a, a player scab being engaged by three players. Um and um, you know, I thought I'd help out. He couldn't stand against the four of us. Um <laughs> 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 and I, <laughs> I I just thought that was really, really good. It, right, it was me. just it was just hilarious. But like yeah, look, I, I think I think the, the PMC thing is the real the real deal because that's supposed to be like the actual game. Um and that's kind of what BSG are uh, going for, in my opinion. That's That would be my answer to the question anyway.
0: Gav cooperation fits the vision of Tarkov. That's, I think that's what it comes down to. I think it's supposed to incentivize that that level of co- cooperation because that's how Tarkov should feel. I think they do do a lot of... I think they make a lot of these changes on emotion about how this game should feel, how we want it to feel. Um, uh, and you know sometimes they come off sometimes they don't um i mean the the defense 100,000 dollars was step one in saying it's actually okay to work with other scavs and other players and yeah. you know go in as a scav and you know go up to them and fit, find that inter- and i i think a lot of people possibly before that were kind of like oh any other player that i see is going to kill me no matter what and i think People going to that extract actually found that oh well actually we're all just kind of standing around here. It's like a little, it's you know, it's kind of like it felt. It was the first taste of maybe the second taste after the uh, flea market of Tarkov actually feeling like it could be an MMO. Mm -hmm. You know that in that kind of that kind of landscape, and it proved to those people. And I think it was. I think it was actually a really really solid move from BSG to make that extract do that before the wipe because um, I think it made people tr- more trusting of other random players which yes. obviously then benefits the scav karma system because they might think twice about shooting that scav because they're like well firstly not now I know that not everyone's evil gonna kill me steal my stuff and secondly it's like well I lose karma don't want that yeah exactly
1: I think it was a really good thing to just kind of get players like in the mindset of getting ready for having some kind of system that they have to care about other players and they're not just going to kill on site and that it is possible yeah. to run around with people that you don't know and not all immediately die to each other you know it is yeah. it is something that is doable so i think it was a, i think it was a masterstroke i think i think it worked really really well i do it is do.
2: interesting because they've sort of chosen a behavioral model where they the behavior they don't want they punish right so if you kill someone you lose karma um, but I guess when you work together, you really don't gain karma. So you're not really, there's not a direct yeah. incentive to work together per se. It's kind of, it's like this weird game where it's like, th- I saw this, I think it was on Veritas's stream. He was playing and he was working with a guy, okay, and then someone else was being aggressive and they were, like, nating him. And he wanted to protect this friend he found. So he goes and pushes the guy that, that's nating and he kills him, right? But he loses Scav Karma because he doesn't get shot. So then he comes back to his friend. And then as soon as he turns back, his friend shoots him in the back. And that guy got Scav Karma. His <laughs> karma. He, right. Yeah. It's like they they kind of, like, they kind of messed up a little bit. But but it's it is interesting to me that it's, like, they're punishing bad behavior. But they're not necessarily rewarding good behavior they're rewarding you punish you're like being rewarded for punishing bad players who are already yeah. getting punished for being bad like it's weird and then the other part is like the pmc you get rewarded for taking car extracts which i think needs to be gone i think that because I, I, I that's probably where most of my karma has come from is taking car extracts the only way but that
0: makes sense to me is that it's Scav network driving the car, yeah, but and I think again, that's the law. It doesn't affect your scav it. karma, though, like it shouldn't affect your scav, it's your piece that I did think. it. So, yeah, I agree with that.
2: But, but the other thing is, like, you as you kill scavs as a scavs, you get that bounty on you and it starts to add up. And then, like, let's say I play 10 rays and I kill 10 scavs, you know, and one Scavy trade. Then my eleventh raid, someone kills me. They get all that negative karma added to their bonus karma. Like they, it transfers over.
0: Is that how it so
2: works? Yes, I think one peg said this in his video. Wow. So it's it's um like when someone killed one peg in his video where he was like negative six because he killed those two raiders. That guy got like max karma instantly, which wow. is crazy. So i don't know it's 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 interesting because for me i think how i'm gonna go for and just see how it plays out is i'm just going to be a bad scav and see if i can just maintain that not get too heavily punished because right now like i said i'm positive and part of that is because i played with a buddy and he got killed by scavs and i killed those scavs because they were aggressive so i'm gonna see how that works out and um the other thing I wanted to touch on quickly was I don't even think max scav karma is worth it. Like, I was looking at it, and I'm just like, ew, you can buy a a gear, like a gun that's, like, way more expensive, like, all, like, because it's, like, Fence's normal price, it seems like. Yeah. And it's, like, way that inflated. Weird. Yeah, I was like, this doesn't even seem worth it. I mean, granted, you get, like, the instant scav, and, like, sure, your scav has armor and the AK, and and whatever, you know. Sure, those are things cool, but I just, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know, guys. I don't know.
0: I think it's yeah. one of those things, isn't it? It's, it's where they're trying not to, they don't want to give the scav, you know, uh, an ult slick and HK. Oh, sure, sort sure. Of. Uh, A bit of an extreme example, but I, d- I don't think they want to reward, especially with the the more frequent scavs, because of the uh, quicker cooldown, I don't think they want you that loop to keep going. Because oftentimes, like if if I'm really slow at selling my gear from a scav rate, I can scab back in. Obviously, not beginning the wipe when it's twenty twenty minutes, but when it gets down to like thirteen minutes or whatever it is, I often find that if you know I'm doing something else or sorting something else out, or um, and and selling the stuff I got from my scav, I can get back in immediately. So imagine if that was the loop. When I think it can go down to something like six minutes. Is that That's about really right no, Yeah, I think so. With Intelligence Center or mm. it is Intelligence Center yeah. In it, yeah. And Max Scav Karma. You could theoretically just roll Scavs who you are could, running yeah. level 4 armor. You know, Obviously the durability is always going to be rubbish, I think. I think so. unless, unless maybe it goes up to 80 at max. I don't think it does, but I think they want to maybe stay away from people rolling through Scavs. Um, Perhaps. Probably, probably why it's not that amazing at top tier and also the thing about buying uninsured gear back is yeah okay when when onepeg got there he was the first that we know of to get there he had pick of the market like he had he could just sit there and just wait for things to come back up i don't know how instanced it is or whether it's like it can't be everything right. can it yeah so, i don't know how
1: it works at all like it could just be a random selection of loot honestly the way that it's implemented it sounds I think, like I think quite overkill to go and you know actually like link up the stuff that's expiring on the ground of the raids back into the system into the top of the fence it seems a bit a bit much
0: it's almost 100% that because i was thinking like well hang on a minute so the loot's not great now and OnePeg is the only person who has it what happens in 4 weeks time yeah is just literally going to be tozzes that people didn't insure because why the why would you insure a tozz <laughs> Well, it's point. interesting yeah, because the those. only
1: thing that I started not insuring towards the end was when I was running factory and um and running a lot of slicks because I stopped yeah. a lot of this gear. But on the other hand, that's because all of it got taken. And so it'll all get taken by player scavs. So actually, that's yeah. probably what the on fence anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, a strange one.
1: Well, we're actually probably kind of coming to the end. We're, uh, we're running it at, what, about an hour and a half, I think, or something like that. Roughly. Was there was there anything else? I think we've covered like a lot of the a lot of the stuff that I want to speak about. Anyway, Is there there, like any other like closing thoughts or anything that anybody has? Like any anything we didn't manage to uh, to get through?
2: There was a couple of things I wanted to touch on. Um, Back to the ammo and the traders debacle. Mm -hmm. So, kind of what I think, and in regards to the flea market, is that because everyone's hoarding a bunch of stuff now, currently. And when you unlock the flea market, you're sort of, like, exchanging with other players. Like, hey, I have nine bulbs. I need five more. But this guy needs five more wires. But I have, like, a ton of wires. You know what I mean? So you're kind of just, like, exchanging everything. And then everyone's going to, like, level out. So I think we'll level out eventually. But as far as the ammo goes and the ammo crafts, one thing that I like about this system in particular is that for the high-tier ammos, the green gunpowders, for example. Um, I guess that's a bad example. The red gun powders. Mm. The parts to make red gun powder or to make the ammo, we'll say. The lower level players can get those items and sell them to the high level players. And so it's sort of like a transfer. I mean, maybe it's a bad transfer, but then again, maybe it's not because they're getting high pin ammo. The low level player doesn't even have high pin armor. You know what I mean? But they're getting something... This guy needs money. This guy needs gunpowder. You know what I mean? It's like a good way... Instead of before, it was like, let me camp the traders. And after I sold all my items, now I can buy the thing I really want. Like, it's it goes nowhere. It just vanishes. The money just goes to the trader and disappears. So I'm I'm actually interested to see how this system plays out. Because I think... I know. I know. Some people are, are like, "Eh, this isn't good enough." You know, people are just going to craft ammo and use it. That's fine, but they still got to get the parts to make the ammo. You know what I mean? Either they, if they find it them by themselves, that's fine, but more than likely they're probably just going to buy it and sell something they don't want, and then that other person is going to get something in exchange. So I think it's actually going to be pretty interesting. I don't know what you guys think about that.
0: At least there's a lead time on crafts when you know when when you, you buying from a trader's instant and it takes X amount of time to craft ammo. So, you know, there, there is that. There's You know, you've got to have the materials and you've got to wait. So if you burn through your 300 rounds before your crafts, um, then you need to move down a tier of ammo. Yeah. Um, the thing is, so you can still point.
1: buy other people's ammo of the fleet that they've crafted too. So yeah, there'll be supplies true, yeah. of um, you know components on the fleet, and then there'll also be supplies of the crafted things also yes, on the fleet. that's also so true. So if you have infinite money, you can just buy whatever still. So I don't know if it's before, thinks, yeah, is, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know really. So it is going to be interesting. I do think though that I, and I really do think that ammo is going to be a lot more expensive than it was for the top stuff. I think so too, off the traders. I really, really do because it's like yeah. the equation is the same, except one of the sources of um, exactly ammo is gone. So like yeah. there is only one way the price will move. Right? There's it's. Uh, I just don't see anything else happening, and yeah. It's, it's it's kind of yeah. inevitable to me. But where? That's a much, much harder question to answer. You know, if like M995 last wipe before the announcement of the wipe was what? 4,000? Yeah, about that. A shot, something like that. I am going to guess, and it's a proper guess, I'm going to guess that M995, by the time we're sort of four months in, I reckon it'll probably be like 10K. 12k around, I would guess. We will see. I even really with even with so. the
0: the Bitcoin farm not being as big of a feature in this time around
1: I think so. I think so.
0: Be interesting. But we'll but we'll see. This game needs a money sink It does. Like not necessarily even a optional. Like there's an optional money sink It's clothing. Like it was less of a, a money sink before, and then they what did they do? Like a thousand percent prices, basically. Yeah. Um. It needs a, a mandatory money sink. Are I mean, we getting into? Uh, sorry, yeah, fuel. You could argue, I suppose, it is a, is kind of a sort of that level. I think there needs to be some sort of. It it, it encroaches on my sort of hardcore philosophy for the game, um, and this would affect me because there 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 are times where I can't play for, you know, four or five days at a time but something that's constantly draining your bank balance. And obviously you can't just constantly drain someone's bank balance. There needs to be some sort of benefit or reason for it. Um, But I think, yeah, some uh, flea market tax is good, but I think it could go further.
1: I agree. I think we in church spoke about this before. Um, What I was going to say is like, we talked about survival games and why Tarkov is less of, not really like other survival games where, you know, we said before, like the fundamental principle behind survival games is bars that go down, quite quickly and you have to fill them back up whatever that is you know whatever that yeah. might be and in tarkov the bars go down pretty slowly and are cheap to fill you know it's like fuel yeah it's a bit of a drain but it it like it funds everything it like put, does everything within the hideout um and so like later on it's kind of a no-brainer just to keep it on Whereas, like you know potentially if like you're secured like the and the, the way that i would like to see it is that the higher level the hideout the more expensive it gets so you know if you're like chad player right at the end your hideout's like really expensive to maintain because you have to replace security cameras because they break or graphics cards of durability and you have to replace them you know things things degrade right and this is a, this is something that's kind of like real life and is annoying about the real world right is that stuff just breaks right And you have to place things whereas like in eft it's like oh well i've got it now i've got it forever i will have my workbench forever yes, or i have this forever minutes. um yeah and so that kind of like scaling cost of like the yeah. i think the highlight's is the perfect place to implement this the scaling yeah, cost so. of that um would would be good
0: um well the, i mean the reason behind it is simple isn't it? you're paying scavs to to keep your hideout intact
1: potentially yeah or yeah exactly even that so just something like, um, like that yeah yeah if,
0: if you didn't want to go too deep into like oh your workbench is degrading it's like no well your your mansion costs more to you know look after than your flat you know durability just... on
1: everything durability <laughs> on modules durability <laughs> on barrels pistol grips no. charging handles on 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 gpus on everything i'm I mean, going durability man. crazy you just need yeah. it on everything they yeah. could do
2: that, but it's, it's interesting because that's sort of like a counter... Um, like, it is a money sink. Okay, so like, someone could say, hey, the Bitcoin farm's a money sink. Yes and no. Because it's it's really a fountain. <laughs> once investment. you invest, yes, once it's you invest, investment. it's a permanent thing. It doesn't go away. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's constantly giving you money. So if they, ha- they could, like, balance that by having, like, money sinks um and i think durability is probably the best way to to do that i guess i mean i can't really see any other um maybe maybe the the, i don't know they could they could come up with something but the the thing is like tarkov is is less of a hardcore game and way more of a rogue like 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 light you know what i mean because there's so many upgrades that are just like permanent Mm -hmm. and it's like oh yeah you have to have a wipe to to have a reason to play i feel like because the game becomes so easy quote unquote that you just have all this constant resources you know what i mean like tarkov like you said yeah. the survival the survival games how you're constantly trying to like manage bars that are going down tarkov is like you're trying to slowly increase bars and then the more you play the game the bars start rapidly expanding 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 you yeah know what i mean it's just like that's, it, it's it, yeah that's so about
0: right yeah no i i heard your, your point i think over the the past couple of podcasts, I think you guys mentioned about how it's kind of a roguelike and it's true. It's you're coming out of raids with, you're either coming out with stuff to go back into the next one stronger, or you're coming mm-hmm. out and you, every time you die, if you're using your secure container effectively, mm-hmm. you're still bringing stuff back in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But i know not brought no, that 100%. up an hour and a half in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how about this though, right? How about this?
1: The more modules you have on, the more fuel it takes how about that just as a start you know the more gpus you have the more fuel it takes so maybe you're going to have to actually think about which modules you have on rather than going "Oh, i'm going to have one can of fuel and that's going to just run the hideout it runs everything it runs level three bitcoin farm and the workbench and the moonshine generator and the nutrition center yeah. and the med center like all on the same Let's amount see. of fuel as one dude making an akm out of a vepper you know they would have like, to ramp it up
0: i think wouldn't they yeah and, so, costs, and, and then yeah. you have
1: to then you think about it where right? you're just like well okay it's really expensive now to run like all this stuff do i want to be making bitcoins do i want to be making m61 like now i have to make a decision hmm. and this is where the interesting choices happen because then you have to make a decision about things and not having to make a decision makes the game boring which is the reason why people get bored at the end of the white. oh my god it's all the same thing sorry
2: <laughs> yeah i agree yeah that that could work because then <laughs> you would you would pri- either prioritize one station or if you wanted yeah. to take advantage of everything at once then you have to pay the extra cost of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we kind of. Like, yeah, you
1: even after yeah. Like just have to generate up onto Bitcoin overdrive or something.
0: Yeah, you just have to be careful that Bitcoin didn't nullify that. You know what I mean? Like that. I suppose you you make the decision on whether the Bitcoin ends up running your hideout because of the costs, or whether you're just using the the Bitcoin generator and earning money to buy kits. I don't know. Yeah, is It's it's, an, it's a strange one. I, I'd quite like to see a wipe where they remove currency altogether. And everything is everything is barter. Oh, that would be kind of interesting. Absolutely everything.
1: That basically is hardcore then, because that's like
0: that's like actual hardcore. But
1: then you've still got the traders on different tiers. That's actually very interesting.
0: Because I feel like it kind of makes sense. Like, why? Why would I suppose that the some of the traders still have contact with the outside world? So hmm. that's where the money comes in. Um, but I think it'd make a lot more sense for things that like maybe the flea market. If if you just make it barter. I think, and I think you don't the even only, need a raid at that
2: point. The only thing with that is you will create a fiat currency. Assuming you can still interact with traders that you can. People will find the item like Cyclone for example and be like, alright, you want this informag? I want two Cyclones. You want this, I want 50 Cyclones. Yeah, It'll There'll really be, there'll exactly. be something really where you Ali-Unca. can buy it. You get all the parts, Ali-Unca you sell all the parts one, to the... Yeah. The, the trader then you get all the cash and then you buy the thing you want from the trader like it, it yeah. it's difficult
0: i would like to see some sort of like another big massive time sink of mine is like fallout games and skyrim you know the Elder scrolls series and that kind of barter system for like you know in fallout is a great example because use bottle caps which are a meaningless currency to to you and i because we don't know what the value of a bottle like to us a the value of a bottle cap is nothing; it gets thrown in the bin. But in that universe, you can buy—you know—you've got enough of them. You can buy the the biggest, baddest uh, weapon. But the the value of the currency is what they make it. Um, and and the the trading back and forth is like, oh, this is worth this amount of this. And like you say, you'd have a bit of a faux currency going on because everyone, had, you know, because is a good example. It's already been the sort of faux currency uh, i remember when i started playing i'm like why is everybody obsessed with this chocolate it's like because it's just like a consistent thing that everybody i think there was there were crafts or it wasn't there was it was it, using it there, a craft?
1: There, there are crafts but one of the reasons why that became so popular was because um there was, I think, I can't remember exactly what change they made, but it was a change that they made to the flea market fee, and it was very, very cheap to, to barter all kinds of things for Al because the the price of them is so low, right? So if you're trading like a Red Rebel, the fees for that are insane, because the in, the internal price for a Red Rebel is very, very low. But yeah. the internal price for Al Yonkas is also very, very low. So trading like 75 Al for one Red Rebel hardly cost you anything in flea market right. fees in comparison to putting it up for real money. And so all of the expensive items, LedX, graphics cards, Red Rebel all this kind of stuff all ends up getting traded <laughs> for Al Yonka and then that like that trickled down to like almost everything because like well you're like well the red rebel it's worth this on the open market for cash and then that's this many Al- you could buy aliyonkas for this much and so that kind of implies that they are Al- you know this is how much the ratio of the two and then it's like yeah. everything is then just like priced in alionka which is like i absolutely i honestly absolutely adored that and like so many <laughs> economists would have a, a complete field day investigating that system when it was up and then finally made kill it which is a real shame but like but i, I it like was that super sort funny.
0: of thing i, lo- I love the thing that annoyed me about the, the removing the finding rate tag was that kind of killed a bit of what drew me to tarkov in the first place that like i i loved that i could just sit at my computer and, and i don't really feel like raiding but uh you know i've got an hour to kill let's just flip some so yeah. just you know buy them cheap and sell them high and oh yeah managed to make a 6k profit you know and you're just like oh so in that hour i managed to Earn 100k and it's just it was just cool like i, I don't know yeah. that was one it was a casualty of the founding rate i
2: i do think that there is some value there in the aspect that it was a risk reward scenario you could buy up all the stock of a key for example and then try to flip it and the market could just not bite and you would lose out or the market would bite and you would make a profit but at least there was like there was a chance you know i mean something could go wrong it was risky you know and that i feel like that's really the heart of tarkov is like there's there's like that risk reward man you know we got to keep that in the game i feel like it's so i don't know
1: it's a shame i did absolutely adore that part of the game i'm not gonna lie you're you're amongst friends here on that point i mean the game's changed i enjoy it nonetheless but i there's nothing better than like spotting a gun that's being sold at the same price as all the other guns but it's got some attachment on it there's a value you know like yeah. i used to do that all the time yeah, it was like yeah. akm with like a caa on it or something and you like buy the akm you take the caa off you sell the caa for 20k you then buy another handguard you put that on and then you sell the ak for 20k and you bought the whole thing for 20 grand so you make 20 grand you know it's yeah. like that was some of my favorite stuff just like some of the parts that were like enjoy oh this is so intricate like i love it and that was there was like one of the very first videos i made was about going into 762 weapons Double clicking on the magazine, like turning it around, and you can see whether there's BP in it. <laughs> yeah, like, and that was one of my honestly. That is to this day is one of my absolute favorite tips, and it's not useful anymore because you can't read really, like. Okay, you can go and look if you're going and buy it on the flea or whatever, but like you can't go and like reflip that stuff because you used to be able to then you know mm-hmm. extract all the BP out of the mag, like sell the yeah, BP for yeah. like five times the value of the gun because someone would just like left it in there. Like some of the, the little intricate things like that, I absolutely adore. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit, it's a casualty, unfortunately, of botting, like f- cheating, r- you know, RMT, like all of yeah, this right. stuff, which is just right. a real shame. And so even though I did love it, I also think that the whole concept of the flea market. Is a bit weird, and so this kind of like stemmed it and like stopped one side of the flea and kind of like really ground it up a bit, which in some ways is good because to have like effectively what's what is like a you know proper fully integrated totally liquid you know trading platform in the middle of Escape from Tarkov has always been a bit weird. And I almost think that maybe the flea market was a mistake in the first place because they put a lot of effort into it, whatever. Nikita now will not remove it, but he's going yeah. to change it so that it works. And I think there is a big part of that, the fact that they've spent so much time working on it, that he just can't he can't get rid of it. Right? He can't bring himself to remove it. Even though the game probably would be better for it, and there's other ways of doing it, I'm sure there's another way that they can make it work um, and keep it in, in a format that makes sense where... Um, I think all they just need to do is, like, have a little speed bump in there somewhere. Like, you either have to, like, go somewhere or risk something. I mean, they, they said they're not going to do this, but, you know, if you had the flea market in a particular location, you had to take stuff back and forth. That, for as an example, that they're probably not going to do, but that, on its own, would, you know, change the flea market considerably and add some element of risk in it. Um, as I said, they're probably not going to do that, but there's lots of things that they can do to make it kind of work better and be a little bit less... Um, Like you said, right? Make it like barter only or something. There's like, even if you end up making some other random like pseudo currency or something, I kind of don't mind because it's like you know emergent emergent player behavior is fun. We've talked before about emergent player behavior, and I think that that's um I think that's that's okay if people make their own currency, then then that's cool. If it happens to be Russian chocolate, then uh, so be it.
0: I think just one last point: uh, the the fact that. They've been working on the flea market, and like you say, they probably don't want to get rid of it because they've worked so long on it. I think sunk cost fallacy is the right use. Is the right. This is the right use for that word. They need to be careful that they don't then continue to try and and like bandage and plaster the flea market for the next four, five, six years, taking all mm. that development time away when they could have just. Removed it. I know. I I come off as uh, remove the flea market. Remove the flea market. I I I do think there is there is an element of actually. You know, if you look at this game in five years' time, there are divergent paths here where they keep it. They try. They try. They try. They try, and eventually they fail. And they go. There's nothing we can do. Or or it's just going to exist in whatever state it's at at that point forever. Versus a world where. I mean I've, I think I said in in my most recent video I I I think I'm coming at, I I think I might be against the idea of them removing the flea market but they need to really strip it back something drastic needs to change I'm not happy with just like found in raid or oh should we just make it so you know what I mean I think they need to to, to make it so that certain things so, you know like I'm listing this SKS proper looks at it and goes hang on a minute you're selling an SKS for 20k or or you know like listen like that's a bad example because that ends up being well no actually that, that is right because it's undercutting him isn't it mm, so yeah yeah and he looks at it and goes uh what do you think you're doing well like, i'm not selling to you then it's something like that it's an idea i think something like that would be good losing trader rep or something
1: based on undercutting yeah. well let you turn up in rage and then like a bunch of Prapper's boys just turn up and you yeah. just like beat the crap out of you with baseball bats and you're just like oh god i'll never i'll never sell an Bye. sks in the flea again proper i'm sorry
2: i had to get show up
0: producing a, a quest for it as well so you could actually explain this away by at some point in the progression proper or skier or someone says people have been undercutting me in the market Go and teach him a lesson. And it's like the quest is just kill three PMCs or something. But the the law behind the quest explains this is why you can't undercut the trader on the flea market. That'd be kind of interesting. And giving you
1: the opportunity to do it. But also, there being some kind of punishment, like maybe, maybe that's like could it could be interesting. I don't know, that could be interesting. And because you'd inadvertently do it as well sometimes, you'd be like, Oh crap, I forgot that he sells this one or or whatever. And then, like, you know, then you get a message from like skier in three days' time just being like, Oi, bud, you best stop or I'm going to set my boys on you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That'd be kind of cool. I can't, I can't like that actually. I quite like that. It was then it's not risk free to just do stuff on the flea, you know, exactly. Make it hurt
0: in raid. To do yeah. stuff on the flea
1: yeah indeed i, I, I
0: still imagine. think i still think that the um getting delivered by a scav solves some of the problems for now um, yeah you kind of did like like the transaction exactly mm.
2: Mm. one final I thing we didn't get back. to touch on um is lighthouse is coming in a couple yeah. of months probably and then it's supposed to have two scav bosses one's supposed to be confirmed as a sniper and then there's supposed to be an in-raid trader yeah which i'm really excited for that and i can't wait to see how that turns out i just watched nice guy's video on it and he's sort of thinking that based off the timeline of lighthouse and streets and streets is supposed to have like the tank and there's supposed to be rpgs and mines and all these things that that trader might end up selling those things but because they're so good and so powerful you have to go and raid buy it take it out so I would kind of make I'm sense i'm excited yeah. kind of then
1: again it's the story the player driven storyline stuff that we're talking about. Oh, you want to take out the tank well you're gonna have to go to this raid first and go and do this yes. thing where you can't buy it on the yeah. free you have to go to this guy and then you have to take it out and you have to go to another raid and you know it kind of like incentivize you to make your own quests and that's kind of where the end yeah. game content lies really allowing players to do their own thing that sounds cool i haven't actually watched nice guys
0: video yet i'm excited too strange thing about that is you have to kill his guard to get to him now I don't know about you guys, but if, if I was a trader and I had a guard and you killed my guard, I mean, I ain't trading to you. Well, maybe you might get
1: shot at by him, but maybe you maybe you can't kill him. Maybe you have to get. You know, maybe you have to stealth in. Who knows? You have to
0: stealth up to him and go sell me things. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just I, I'm waiting to hear more on that one. It seems a yeah, bit for strange. strange. Uh, for sure. Seems like a Ooh. mechanic they thought up and then thought, oh, let, let's just put this in because it sounds cool. Without really think giving too much of a thought about it, but I don't know. We'll see how it pans out. We'll I'm
2: sure they can create some lore to uh, bridge the gap there. As <laughs> I've seen worse pl- video game plots before. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Anything else, guys? Before we wrap it up? No, I think I
1: think that's it. I'm uh, yeah, so. gonna have to wrap it up. We've we've done a we've done a long one, but it's been yeah. it's been great. We've had a lot to talk about, obviously, with the new wipe. So it's. Uh... Yeah, for sure. It's good. Good to get get all our thoughts down. No, I think that's good. I'm 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 happy. Yeah.
2: Thanks for uh, coming on the show, Gazan. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It's been yeah, uh, it's, it's been, been
0: it's been fun. I knew we'd have a lot to a uh, lot to talk about and dig into. <laughs> I was looking forward to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's Great. been good, man. So uh, yeah, th- thanks for joining us. It's um, it's been a, been a good one. I know it's been a while coming, but um, yeah, nice timing and uh, good good
2: discussions as uh, as usual with our with our guests. I look uh, forward to keep, coming
0: back again in the
2: future. <laughs> keep the uh, messages coming in, guys. and I've been scrolling through them. Uh, Anchor.fm slash scavtalk slash message. Uh, we'll probably get to those next week. I'll have to send those to you, Giga. And um, they've been really good, really interesting. And as always, thanks for tuning in, guys. And we'll catch you next week. I'll see you later. Cheerio.